Spectrum Health presents Journey to Mental Health, a 30-minute podcast addressing the causes and treatments of mental health issues with your host, Bob Stahura, along with Melanie White, licensed mental health clinician. Join us on our journey to mental health. And welcome, everyone. This is the inaugural edition of Journey to Mental Health, sponsored by Spectrum Health and Human Services. I'm Bob Stahura, and along with me is the lovely Melanie White. And Melanie, give me a little bit of your background so people know what exactly a licensed mental health clinician is. Hi, Bob. Thank you very much. Um, hello, everyone. I am, I am a licensed mental health therapist um, who works for Spectrum Health and Human Services. I've been there for about six years. Um, I am a mental health therapist along with a, as a substance abuse counselor. Um, Spectrum has the um, dual services that we provide with one clinician. I'm also a trauma therapist. I'm an EMDR therapist. Um, There's a lot of letters after your name. And, yes. and I know sometimes mm-hmm. when someone looks at that, they think, <laughs> you know, that's great, but what does it mean? You yeah. know what? Let's 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 simplify it for mm-hmm. for the listener and simplify it for me because frankly, I see those letters and I'm not exactly sure what they mean. So uh, you know, I'm, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but help me out with that. Well, that's actually perfect because when I say I'm a trauma therapist, um, EMDR is a trauma therapist, trauma therapy. I do um, eye movement desensitization, reprocessing. Um, it's bilateral stimulation that people can't see me. Of course, you can only hear me. So this is where we use hand movements to utilize reprocessing memories, trauma, um, by using the bilateral hand movements. Sometimes we have a machine that does the same type of uh, motions to help a person to reprocess through their trauma, right, to come to a, a place of being having some understanding, some empathy for self, a way to get to a different place within their lives based upon what they've experienced, seen, or has happened to them. Right, right, right. Um, along with being a DBT therapist as well, right? So um, that's dialectical behavioral therapy. Uh, DBT therapist, I um, engage in therapy that helps a person to cope, find ways of positive coping. Um, DBT and CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, I consider to be like sister therapy um, because they are One of them gives you the graphic of how this should be done. The other one gives you that, but also gives you the technique of how to do it, right? So in DBT, we talk about mindfulness. We talk about grounding techniques, um, ways of trying to cope with life stresses. Sure, sure. And, you know, my background is in, in, in broadcast media. I've been in the broadcast business since 1979. And, um, but at the same time, I do have some very significant life experiences that uh, is one of the reasons um, I was asked to host this. You know, I went through some clinical burnout several times throughout my career. Um, And the first time was in my my 20s. Um, And back then, it was the early to mid 80s, and mental health had a stigma. It still does have a stigma, but I Mm -hmm. think we're learning that it's... There's so many different uh, uh, different items, different things that constitute poor mental health. It could be addictions. It could be alcohol, drugs, um, 
abusive or dysfunctional family uh, situations, stress, uh, finances, you know, chemical imbalance, which is what brought me into the fold, if you will. Uh, I, uh, as I mentioned, went through some, some burnout early in my career, uh, was afraid of medication because I thought this was something I could overcome myself mentally, spiritually. I have a strong faith and I'm thinking I can, mm -hmm. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it didn't really work. It helped. It helped me get through day to day, but it didn't necessarily resolve the issue because then sure. I, I went through another burnout in, uh, in, in my thirties and then in, again in my forties. And when I was in my forties, it finally came to light that maybe it's more than just a mental uh, uh, regiment of overcoming. There is such a thing as a chemical imbalance. So through counseling and great prescribing, I found a combination of medications that truly changed my life. And that has been the case for the last 10 or 12 years. I feel like I'm a new person and I feel like I'm the person that I could have been when I was going through all those other things but couldn't figure it out. So this show, we've gone in a lot of different directions in, this, in, yeah. in the first few minutes here, but this show will help compartmentalize each of those topics and hopefully reach people who are going through similar things, need help, want help, yeah. and also to destigmatize mental health issues because I find that now that I'm willing to, and I'm, I'm unashamed to talk about this with anybody because the more people I talk to, the more people I find have gone through or are going through or know someone that's going through a, a version of mental health issue uh, problem, and they feel relief that someone is willing to talk about it. And sometimes that's mm -hmm. all it takes, the willingness to talk about it. So Yeah, no, I like that because the one thing that you said that was very profound was that now you have the ability to have those conversations and to be open about that and want to have that dialogue with other people. But right in that moment, right in that moment where you were uncertain and you were struggling the most that you had ever been over time and time again, there was the uncertainty of what to do. You felt like you could do it on your own. And, and I got this. I've been, I've, done it thus far right. and nothing's wrong I got it and and the truth is it was just really about implementing some more right, right. Um, a lot of people come to the place of saying okay I need medications but the truth is psychotherapy is important mm. and, and working on coping skills and strategies and tools and techniques is important um, I say sometimes the worst thing is the thought to be of a senior age um, 80s, high 80s, and to have the struggle of not knowing when we can really be working at it now. Right, right. And and, and, and it does take some work. It takes oh, effort. Yeah. But you know what? You and, and I and anyone listening is worth it. And it makes such a difference. And I encourage anyone out there that if, uh, if, if you're struggling or you're not even sure why you're feeling what you're feeling, it's worth going through the the discovery process of what could it be yeah you know and and talking to someone like you mm -hmm. uh, and so and we're gonna get into who who and and what organizations are out there to uh, to find help through so 
I think we've introduced ourselves to a, a, a good degree. I think we get a, did a good job at it. So in our next segment, we're going to talk about the fact that it's Mental Health Awareness Month, the month yes. of May. Yes. And there's a significant anniversary coming up um, here uh, that has affected the community of Buffalo and Western New York. And yep. uh, we'll discuss that when we come back. When you come to Spectrum, you're not only changing other people's lives, you're changing your life. I myself have grown um, from an LPN uh, starting here to an RN and now I'm a nurse manager. There's opportunity for, for growth here. If you're an LPN and you get your RN, they'll hire you on as an RN. If you are doing well, then they'll promote you maybe to a senior RN or to a management position. So you can definitely grow here at Spectrum Health. Spectrum Health and Human Services. Apply today. All right, back for segment number two of Journey to Mental Health, sponsored by Spectrum Health and Human Services. Bob Stahura here with Melanie White. So in talking generalities about the month of May being Mental Illness Awareness Month, I did not realize that this dates back to 1949. Mm -hmm. uh, the National Alliance on Mental Health uh, started observing this, and uh, what they do is it's a national organization um, that raises awareness about mental health. Uh, they fight the stigma, they provide support, they educate the public, and they advocate for legislation uh, that supports millions of people affected by mental illness. Now, Spectrum Health and Human Services is basically an organization that does exactly the same thing, but on a local level here in Western New York. And uh, Melanie, you've been on staff there for how long? About six years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, one of the, I think, uh, you know, you talked about trauma. Uh, and one of the things we are looking at right now, we are just uh, a couple of weeks away from the anniversary of May 14th, 2022, uh, the tragedy of the shooting at the Tops yes. Market. Yeah. Now, why don't you talk a little bit about that? I know there's a b bunch of events going on uh, in, in conjunction with, uh, with that anniversary, but talk to us about what you experienced and, and what went on almost immediately. I didn't realize that this uh, stadium uh, thing that you mentioned went yeah. on for so long or it happened so quickly. Yeah, the Johnny B. Wiley Stadium over on Jefferson. It's like right across from the street from Mikowski School. Um, they hosted so many different things at right in the moment, like instantly. Um, Cedric Holloway, I think, is the president over there. He's actually um, running for councilman or something. He opened Johnny B. Wiley up for to be such a resource, right? There was counseling. He offered, we, uh, we, the community, I'm sure that there were all of the outpatient clinics, right? Um, there were so many people that you can see there. There were uh, tons of counselors. You walked up the steps. They had like a sign-up sheet. People were there getting, receiving counseling. Again, because a part of this mental health awareness is to know like it helps a person to recognize when you have been affected and don't even know it, right? And so we're not talking about just the family members of people who um, had been victims to that shooting, but the neighborhood, the people around it, the community, like there were so many people who were like, okay, now what? What do we do now? Why us? Why me? And they had a place to go. 
and tons of counselors were signing up on a website, right? We were going into the website and signing up with days and times we wanted to be a part of this. Um, Spectrum also had that type of um, list where you can go right onto this website and tell what day and time you wanted to go. They also had more resources like they have uh, trucks out there where you can get water, dry goods. They, the one thing I thought was really big was they had, or um, you can get diapers for the children. Um, no one said, what's your address? No one said, who are you? Where are you? You drove up. They gave you what you needed, you know. Um, back when, right early on, I remember attending right next to Tops. There was like... Um, just kind of thinking back on it, it was pretty, very sad. It was a very emotional day, um, really hurt. There was a lot of singing that day. There was speeches from many different people, pastors, as well as some of the families of the victims. There were pictures out there. There was a candlelight visual. So um, all along though, there was, there was a resource of help within the community. I know some may say it was either too little or not enough or, 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 you know, but it was there. And in the moment, you know, that, that happened so incredibly fast, uh, to get that type of response from the community yes. to help and, and mental yes. health issues is not a respecter of persons. It's, it doesn't matter whether, you know, what your financial situation is yeah. or your, your yeah. community status or what, you know, we're all, you know, victims. It was such a fulfilling day. I remember being able to get out there and standing amongst um, the neighborhood people. And I remember someone standing next to me. Of course, we never seen each other before. And she looks over at me and she says, I'm sorry. And we hug and we cried in unity and togetherness and peace, almost like not to be broken by by what I think was supposed to be broken. And it created a sense of unity. When you went up to Jolly B, Johnny B. Wiley Stadium, there was not one color or creed. Everybody was there. Right. right. Everybody, everybody was there. What did she mean when she said, I'm sorry? In my mind, she was sorry because of me being an African-American and someone targeting my people. But it was so much bigger because as she said she was sorry, she was standing right there in the midst of what we needed to be doing to heal. And so, of course, in love, we just embraced each other. Mm -hmm. We just embraced each other. And then as I looked around, everybody was embracing each other. Mm -hmm. Again, all colors and cream. Right, right. You know, right. It, 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 it brought about an awareness that we are being targeted you know, not just as a people, but it felt like a neighborhood, a right. community, sure. uh, us, you know. And so that, I think, was the beginning. Now, as we see time is going on since that day, we've seen some different things happening. Now there's school awareness, right? The young people are having different forums where they're talking. They're talking. They're saying why? Right. You know, they're saying, no, this is not okay. Right. We want to be safe within our community. We want to be okay. And that type of communication didn't really happen years ago. I don't know when it started, you know, when, when, when there was, you know, whether it was a school shooting or, or whatever, when uh, people came together to help deal with the 
with the trauma. Uh, you know, if you go back to the 60s and 50s, right. I don't think that existed. What? When do you think that, that started and why? I, I think I was just having this conversation earlier today. Like, this is such an uh, epiphany time. Um, I'm not going to say my age, but I'm sure if you know me, you know. And so in school for me, things were different. The things that young people, the lives that they are living and saying, hey, this is me. It was different when I was in school. I'm sure it was different when my dad was in school. I'm sure it was different when my grandmother was in school, right? So over time, I can see where now these young people are saying, we're not going to stay in behind a wall that you don't want us to be who we are, right? This new generation is a trip. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I'll say my age, I'm, 60, I'm 62, all right? And I would not want to be a young person, and I, I'm not trying to be glib, it, it's what kids go through yes. in this era of time is beyond anything I could imagine. And, and, yeah. and with a young mind, it's like how... How do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? To be able to to identify, I said before, one of the things you said was I have the ability to have the conversations, right? When you talk about the ability for a 14-year-old to understand why they're depressed, for a 10-year-old a, a to say, I have anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts, right? right? So right. how does that come out of a 10-year-old's mouth? It doesn't come out of a 10-year-old's mouth in, in, in a lot of cases, but suicide itself, as we know, has happened as young as that age, right? right? Due to bullying and due to uncertainty and due to, to uncertainty of who, who you are yeah. within yourself, right? And that's, yes, yes. And that's a whole other topic, bullying. I mean, when I was a kid, I got punched in the shoulder. It's like, that was bullying. Right. Like that. It, it not, it's not total the, different. The, I don't even know what to call it. The, the depraved mindset of what people can do to other people, young people can do to other people. That's why these conversations are so important because when you talk about awareness. It's awareness of like, what am I going through? What am I really feeling? What, what, what's happening to me? What is my thought process? Right. And then, and then now is let me use that social media platform that I'm just playing the game or I'm using for whatever. Let's do some research. Let's see, let me look at myself. And I can't, I cannot tell you that I have, I have actually had some conversations with some young people who are like, I identify this within me. And can you tell me, because I did some research and I think I have. And in my mind, I'm like, wow. Right. Wow. That's mature. Right. Because you want to know. Right. And then not only do you want to know what it is, but you're willing to seek out some of the answers. So and of course, we know that this is not everybody, but we got to take what we have to be able to know that some of these young people are in tune enough to know I'm depressed. Now, yes. Do we have this odd understanding of what depression is? Yes. But that's OK, because in awareness, we have to start somewhere. Right. Right. And so when we look at mental health awareness, it's about Seeing how you have been affected, you don't have to be the direct victim. You don't have to be the one who was directly affected by things in order for you to say, wow, I was affected. Right. There's wow. something there's something that happened and I don't know how it happened, but it did happen. And now what can I do to help myself? Right. And you know what? You know, when we first started this podcast, uh, this first episode, we were wondering, you know, are we going to have enough uh 
you know, material, enough things to say. We've already oh, gone yeah. over on this segment. And so we have so much. It, this just yeah. shows me that we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg. And yeah. I think this is going to be uh, a good thing as, as, as time goes on. So let's take one last break before we wrap things up. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back in a minute. We have plenty of jobs available. Uh, there's a wide array of positions. We have customer service roles available. We do have uh, office manager roles, all levels of clinicians as well. Benefits of working for Spectrum Health, aside from our industry-leading benefits package and great PTO accruals, is that we're an organization that works with people. Uh, we understand that lives can be hectic. Work-life balance is a priority now more than ever. Our management really tries to show our staff that they are appreciated each and every day that they work for us, and that's felt throughout the atmosphere of Spectrum Health. Applying to open positions is very easy. You can log on to our website at www.shswny.org. Hop on over to our Careers tab, and there you can see a full list of our open positions. Spectrum Health and Human Services. Apply today. We are back for the final segment of the inaugural podcast of Spectrum Health's journey to mental health. So getting back to the anniversary of the Tops tragedy, there are things going on this month. And Melanie, why don't you uh, talk about some of the things that okay. are happening? All right. So in observation of 514, the weekend is going to, they're going to host uh, the 12th, 13th, and 14th in, with the thought of hope and healing in mind. Some of the things, they're going to have a panel discussion. Uh, I'm sure that's on the 12th. It's going to focus on combating um here they say white supremacy and social media. Um, it's an education of healing day. That's what they say. That that was the, the tone that they put on it. Um, they wanted people to be able to hear. I, I know Byron Brown is going to have a speech. Mm -hmm. He's going to have some conversation. There's going to be um, a community gathering. There's going to be a pastor there who's going to talk from Atlanta, Georgia, Pastor Harrison. There also is going to be what I thought was nice. It's going to be a reflective show on Buffalo. Um, what is it? City Hall. There's going to be like a light show where they're, where the families have picked out the colors specifically. Ah. Right. And that's supposed to go from like um, dark to dust. In remembrance of the 10 victims that lost their lives. Sure. Right. And so that and I think what I really love about that is that the families were able to pick the colors. So maybe we can look out for that on uh, Friday, that light show that's supposed to happen on the 13th, which is Saturday. They're going to have the community gathering again to reflect in hope and healing. That's going to be at the Johnny B. Wiley Stadium. Um, they're going to have activities and community resources, food and vendors there also. Right. And not to mention, I know my wife is a huge runner. They're having a 5K and a marathon. Yeah. So uh, for you runners out there, that would be a great opportunity to uh, donate to the uh, cause of helping people through tragedies yeah. such as uh, such as this. This awareness is definitely going to be big. This is big because there are so many people who have the question of why and don't understand and this awareness that there is a suffering that has spread way beyond this community is really important on the 14th i think that's sunday they're going to again they they are going to do another remembrance speech um probably right there near the tops i am i'm sure byron brown is going to speak there again and i think that uh pastor 
Harrison from Atlanta is going to also speak there again. Right. The presence of everyone is important because this, again, stretched way beyond um, the victims and just the families, but it stretched to their community. It stretched to their neighbors. And we're all neighbors between Buffalo, Cheektowaga, Amherst, you know, um, North Buffalo, uh, Black Rock. Like, we're all neighbors. We're the city of good neighbors. And we need to we need to, to come out and we need to support, you know, and show that we're here for each other. Right. And I don't want to belabor the point about the 5K and marathon because I know, though, as uh, my wife is a runner, her ears always perk up when there's a race going on. So you can register at BFLO5145K.com. So basically that's Buffalo5145K.com. And I'll repeat the website again, BFLO5145K.com, which brings us close to the end of our first podcast. Congratulations. Uh, This went, uh, it's, it's so good getting to know you. We've met a couple of times before this, but uh, I'm very excited about what the future holds for this podcast. And so before we end, we need to leave people with hope because that is, there are three things that remain. Yes. The important things, faith, hope, and love. And hope is what we need when we're going through anguish or stress or depression or anxiety. Where do we get help? We can always look outward for help within our community and within, um, Within just our direct resources, you know, but if we kind of take a step back and look within ourselves, if you notice, whenever we go through life stressors or situations, we go through them. And it's like, well, what did you do? What did you do? And a lot of people, what do you mean? What did I do? Because I just kind of felt better. Let's take a step back and not just let feeling better come when it comes. Let's grab it which means to take a moment to step back and utilize some skills within yourself. Let's utilize some breathing techniques. Take a second, close your eyes. Take a second. If you're in a car and you're sitting still for a moment and and you're somewhere, just close your eyes and let the sun shine on the side of your face. Just take a moment. Take a moment and breathe. Feel yourself breathing. Feel your lungs filling up. That's a great right. point. And you know, what's, you know what's hopeful about that? You don't have to make a phone call, although there are places that, that we'll get into that you can make a phone call. Yes. But there are things you can do right now. Yes. YouTube. I, I was Even though I feel much better than I did when I went through mm-hmm. what I went through, mm-hmm. there are days or evenings when I'm like laying in bed and, and, and the stress level, for whatever reason, sure. is kicking sure. in. You Google meditative music. Yes. And some, sometimes sounds. it's just music, yes. but sometimes it's a, a person who tells you, okay, Take a take a deep breath through your yeah. through your nose. Guided imagery. Guided yes. imagery. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and you can do it right now. Yeah, and nobody has to be a part of that. You only you know. Correct. I'm sitting here in front of you, Bob, and I can stare around the room and see how many things are in the room are red. I'll say to myself, you know what? Because I'm extra stressed today, I'm gonna pick out 26. Now, in my mind, I know there's only five, but that's not the point. The point is to take a moment. So I'm gonna pick out 26. And I'm going to search for those 26 things and all the stress and all the things that are going on. I'm going to be focused on taking a moment 
Right? right. So that is internally. But we, you were talking about external resources that we can look out to. Right. Right. Um, we were just talking about the 988, which is the new hotline number for the suicide and crisis uh, center um, that you can call and you can. At, well, I know when you call that number, they will actually give provide you with um, information for like ECMC, but they're also going to provide you information like outpatient treatment, maybe like the different agencies that are here. Right. I know most agencies have their own crisis lines. Mm -hmm. So um, but there's also again, I was telling Bob, I'm old school. So so there's also that old eight, three, four, three, one, three, one, which is crisis services. And then, of course, our sponsor, Spectrum Health and, and the beauty of Spectrum Health. They're not looking at this as it's as a way to just promote themselves. They are truly community oriented. Yes. They are here to help whether you call crisis services, 988. Spectrum Health mm -hmm. has uh, their own. We have our own crisis line as well. Which I see here is 716-710-5172. Uh, That's 716-710-5172. 710-5172. I can't say it enough. Yes, I, I am. I am smitten with Spectrum. I'm, I'll just say that to just just say the most. Um, I love what I do. I love who I am. Um, I am grateful for the knowledge that I have now and ever learning always, always. And so I think this is going to be an awesome way to help create some awareness and to provide, I think, support to those who are in the need of help and understanding and some awareness. Well, it's certainly been uh, an honor and a, a privilege to be here on this podcast with you, Melanie. And believe it or not, we have run out of time. Thank you, Bob. Good job. I look forward to the next one. I don't think we're going to have any issues running out of <laughs> things to talk about. I don't so. think so. And it's all for the hope of battling mental illness. Yes. And, and yes. All that goes with that. Yes. Searching for a place of peace. Melanie, until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you, Bob. Okay, you as well. This has been Journey to Mental Health, presented by Spectrum Health and Human Services. If you need immediate help, call Spectrum Health's 24-7 emergency line, 716-710-5172. That's 716-710-5172. Until next time, never give up the fight. You are worth it.